we inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to the Core here on American Family Radio. Glad to be with you today on the show. I've got my coffee in hand. American Family Coffee. It's not just any coffee. It's American Family Coffee. So if you want to drink... (laughs) Bobby had to start off the show hot there. Coming in with the... What was that? The applause? I feel like I'm at the Masters or something. (laughs) So I have my uh, American Family Coffee here. And if you want to drink American Family Coffee and listen to the core, you can do so by going to resources.afa.net, resources.afa.net. And uh, you can order your bag. We have multiple sizes. But you can order your bag of coffee. It's already ground. The beans are already ground. You just got to put it in your filter and click the on button. Well, you got to put water into, but you get the idea. American Family Coffee, if you want it, you can order it by going to our resource center, resources.afa.net. But... Before we jump into the show, more important things, let's go to Psalm chapter 16. Psalm chapter 16, preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord, I have no good apart from you. That's verse 1 and 2 out of Psalm chapter 16. So the first part, um, the psalmist here petitions God to uh, preserve me preserve me. And the latter part there in verse 2 says, you are my Lord, I have no good apart from you. So this goes back to chapter 14 and other chapters, uh, all in the book of Psalm, where the the psalmist makes it clear that there is no good in us apart from Jesus Christ, apart from God. There is no good in us as humans. And that is definitely true. The only good uh, that comes from us is from uh, God the Father, the Holy Spirit, and the Son, Jesus Christ. Jumping into our show for the day, we're going to have uh, two guests on today. We're going to have Patty Garibay with American Heritage Girls. We're going to have her on again. We've had her on the show before. We're going to have her on to talk about some of the latest work coming out of American Heritage Girls. She's got a new ebook, the the uh, American Heritage Girls, they have a new ebook, A Raising Godly Girl's Guide to Gender and Identity. That's the name of it, the name of the ebook. So we'll talk to Patty about that coming up in the next segment. And then we will talk to Jamison Taylor, Director of Policy and Legislative Affairs with American Family Association. We'll talk with him about a excellent bill that is looking like it's going to become law in the state of Alabama. So we'll talk to him about that piece of legislation in the last segment of the show today. So jam-packed, content-driven show for the day. Well, we all saw, and I'm, I'm looking at it now on the home page of Fox News. I mean, Fox is, they are all in for the war in Ukraine. I'm talking about 24-7, 365. 
Fox News is all in. Homepage, top of the page, every day, all day, is Putin, Putin, Putin. All right, that's what's going on over at Fox News. And we saw earlier this week where uh, all the major media outlets, uh, everybody was commenting on the atrocities in Ukraine committed by Russian troops, reportedly, once again, reportedly. Well, if you if you watch the major media conglomerates, the ones that have been doing uh, the beating of the war drums for decades in our country, um, they 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 describe and they lay Vladimir Putin and Russia as wholly bad. W H O L E, wholly bad, completely evil. 100% responsible for everything that's going on in Ukraine, so on and so forth. So it's, it's a one-sided show. There's never anything negative about Ukraine covered in these major media outlets, except we've got an exception here. New York Times. New York Times. I was very surprised to see this today coming out of the New York Times, but what what we see here is that there is there is evil um, that is happening in certain instances with both Ukrainian troops and Russian troops. And so that this is not the Russians. I mean, I'm sorry, the Ukrainians. As I've mentioned, they are not the 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 righteous, virtuous, do no wrong angels of the world. All right, but that's the way they're being pitched. Zelensky's the hero. Ukrainians are 100 percent the victims. They can do no wrong, so on and so forth. That's all we're getting from everywhere. I mean, that's what we're getting from everywhere. Well, I've got this story out of the New York Times, so if you if you don't like this, then don't take it out on me. Take it out on the New York Times. If you don't like this, take it out on the New York Times. Don't take it out on me. So this is from reporter Evan Hill. Reporter Evan Hill, he's a, a visual investigator with the New York Times. We've covered his stories before. I'm going to cover this part of this story from uh, Evan Hill. A video posted online Monday and verified by the New York Times appears to show Ukrainian soldiers killing captured Russian troops outside of a village west of Kiev on or around March 30th as the Russians were withdrawing. He goes on to say, I'll thread some findings here, talking about on his Twitter thread. In the video, the Ukrainian Troops are the Ukrainian proxy troops. It's still unclear whether these troops are working directly on behalf of the Ukrainian government or there's some proxy troops um, there in Ukraine. But they, they, are, they are heard saying in the video that was put on the Internet, he's still alive, talking about a Russian military member. He's still alive. Film these murderers. Look, he's still alive. He's gasping. Talking about gasping for air. A man in the video says a Russian soldier with a jacket pulled over his head, apparently wounded, seems to breathe. 
as as a Russian soldier with a jacket put over his head, apparently wounded, seems to breathe, lying on the ground. A soldier, a Ukrainian soldier, then shoots the man twice while he's still alive. He keeps moving. The soldier shoots him again, and he stops. Three other apparent Russian soldiers, including one with an obvious head wound who has his hands tied behind his back, are seen dead near the victim. All are wearing camouflage. All three have white armbands commonly worn by Russian troops. Equipment is scattered around them. So the the reporter goes on to outline the context here, the location it took place, so on and so forth. But I bring this up to, to, to present to you something you're not going to get on your average media platform from your average media source. And I'm not just talking liberal media outlets. I'm talking across the board. Fox News, CNN, across the board, ABC. You're probably not going to get this story. But this what, what the New York Times has documented here is an example of a war crime committed by the Ukrainians. So before we send American boots into Ukraine, which is being discussed now, before we decide to send American boots on the ground into Ukraine, or we begin bombing Russia with our aircraft, let's think twice about who we're defending here. Let's think twice about who we're defending and why we're defending them. We need to know who we're defending and why we're defending them. And what is exactly America's interest in Ukraine? That still has not been explained very well at all. Well, NATO, NATO, NATO. No, that doesn't work. Ukraine is not a member of NATO. So you can't say NATO, NATO, NATO. We have a legal obligation to defend NATO. No, no. Ukraine is not a member of NATO. Sorry, too late. All right. So we're not shedding American blood. We're not sending American moms and dads to die in Ukraine over a non-NATO member. So that's what's going on on the ground in Ukraine. Another story that I came across out of NBC News. Man, they are just woke today. Absolutely. ABC, I mean, NBC and New York Times, they are enlightening us. Good for them. The uh, This is out of NBC News, but they confirmed, you know, there was all the talk about chemical weapons. Putin's sending in chemical weapons. Russia's going to use chemical weapons in Ukraine. Chemical weapons, chemical weapons. They talked about it for like a week, 24-7. Well, the NBC, NBC News confirmed today uh, that three U.S. officials told NBC News this week that there is no evidence Russia has brought any chemical weapons near Ukraine. They said the U.S. released the information to deter Russia. How much better are we than they? Our intelligence agencies and our Department of Defense released fake information to deter Russia from using chemical weapons. So if the Pentagon is lying about this, what else are they lying about? What else are they lying about? And I know you, the American citizen... The electorate, you are tired of being lied to. We are tired of being misled. And that's what's happening with the Pentagon 
Three U.S. officials tell NBC News today that they lied. They made up the whole chemical weapons story in Ukraine as it relates to Russia, all for a deterrence purpose. So, (laughs) and they talk about Russian propaganda and misinformation. They talk about Russian propaganda and misinformation. And here our own Pentagon is openly lying to the American public. And then we go over to, let's say, Afghanistan, and we've got all these sophisticated rules of engagement. And here's what they say when we talk about how they should lessen the rules of engagement. They should they should loosen the rules of engagement so that our troops can defend themselves properly in an, in an offensive manner. They'll say, well, we can't be like the enemy. We've got to hold ourselves to a higher standard. That's what they'll say. That's what the generals will say. That's what the... Pentagon spokesperson will say, we got to hold ourselves to a higher standard. We have to be fired upon before we fire on someone else. Sounds good, doesn't it? So if we're all about holding ourselves to a higher standard, then why don't we do the same thing with our propaganda? Why don't we do the same thing with our press releases? Why don't we do the same thing with our press conferences? Why don't we stop lying? Why don't we stop pushing out propaganda ourselves? And why don't we just start being honest with the American people? Let's just be honest with the American people and be honest with the world stage about the status of what's going on in Russia and Ukraine. Let's stop lying and calling it uh, deterrence. Lying is now used as a deterrent. Uh, That just doesn't fly in the face of reality. Moving on to a couple other topics. The the laptop, uh, the Hunter Biden story, which is really, my friends, a Joe Biden story. Everybody's going to talk about Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. Where's Hunter? Where's Joe? Joe Biden, Joe Biden, Joe Biden. That's what the story's about. And I got to correct myself here. The story's not really about Hunter Biden. He's not the one that's president. Joe Biden is the story, and I've got a part of that story here. Here's a report out of CBS News. U.S. banks flagged over 150 suspicious financial transactions from the Biden family, including transactions that involved James Biden, the brother of Joe Biden, and Hunter Biden. James and Hunter Biden were both directly paid by Chinese entities and promised a retainer for fees for China work, totaling $165,000. You want to tell me that James and Hunter got 165000 and Joe didn't? Who are we kidding? We'll be back in a few minutes. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Acts 17.26 conveys to us the reality that we were born and placed in the 21st century by God's specific design. He determined before time where we would live and when we would live there. If you're in Minnesota, Mississippi, or Maine, God put you there on purpose. He's not surprised by the darkness we see around us, nor is he caught off guard by it. In fact, he specifically prepared for it by making sure you're alive right now. God can do whatever he wants, but he's chosen to use you and me as ambassadors of his kingdom. We are his torches to light up the darkness. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, 
public policy analyst for the American Family Association. This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. It's the age-old plea of kids everywhere. Mom, can we get a dog? I promise I'll walk her and clean up after her every day. Girls see pets as presents. Parents see it as one more responsibility on their list because let's face it, your girl isn't always going to hold up her end of the responsibility. Experts suggest waiting to get a new pet until your girl can regularly complete chores of a similar nature, like watering the plants or cleaning up her toys every night. But beyond the everyday chores, it's important that your girl understands what it means to be responsible and keep a promise. Getting a pet isn't like receiving a gift. It's a promise to care for a fellow living being created by God. We are all called to raise up the next generation of Christian leaders. You can learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the Core here on American Family Radio. Well, as I promised at the beginning of the show, we have a special guest with us now, Patty Garibay. She is founder and executive director of American Heritage Girls, the Christian alternative to the Girl Scouts. And I'm so thankful we have an alternative. Uh, Patty, welcome back to the Core. Thanks. It's good to be with you, Walker. Patty, uh, tell our audience, since I just uh, I just raised the bar for you, you are the Christian alternative to the Girl Scouts. Tell our audience a little bit about your organization and some of the things that you offer to America's daughters. Absolutely. American Heritage Girls is America's premier faith-based scout-type character development program for girls. The HD program is really dedicated to a mission of building women of integrity through service to God, family, community, and country. And we have American Heritage Girl troops all across the globe and across the nation, and they participate in badge programs, service projects, leadership opportunities, and outdoor experiences, all with an emphasis of a biblical worldview and, of course, Christian values. And we also encourage the family to be involved. There are basically five program levels for the girls, which are ages 5 to 18, so all the sisters can be in one troop, that include all different levels for those girls to enjoy all those different activities that I had previously mentioned. And I like to sort of say we're really not an alternative to Girl Scouts. We are the Christ-centered scouting program for girls. Mm. <laughs> Amen. There you go. Play an offense. I love it. 
Hey, uh, Patty, <laughs> you've got a, a a recent ebook out that I think our audience, especially our moms around the around the country, are going to be interested in. And that is here's the title of your latest ebook: A Raising Godly Girls Guide to Gender and Identity. This is a hot topic. Christians uh, want to know more about what God's Word says about gender and identity. What does your resource have to say about that in brief? Very briefly, it, the table of contents includes finding the right tools that you need, even what these terms, these gender terms that they're coming up with, what they mean so that you can have an intelligent uh, discussion with your daughter, and therefore there's a glossary, then how to really prepare your heart for the discussion, because this confusion, as you know, Walker, is not from the Lord. This is this is something yes. that's really from the adversary, and we need to be prayed up around this and have the right posture for our daughters to even really listen to us. And then how to how to guide your conversation with the appropriate questions. There's some activities, there's resources to explore. We've all vetted these wonderful resources, Christ-centered resources that will help you. And then also when to bring in a counselor, if you need a counselor or pastoral care, and then just learning more about other topics that we share in our Raising Godly Girls Minute and in our blog at AmericanHeritageGirls.org. Patty, um, let me ask you this, and I think it's pretty pretty apparent here. So you're telling me that, that American Heritage Girls doesn't shy away from the tough issues of our day that God's Word speaks to? Absolutely not. As a matter of fact, we've just been speaking to and on the, the Disney issue and, and the diffusion of sexuality, you know, the very attack on God's very creation yeah. um, and, and what they're doing there. So this is not something that we shy away for, because if we shy away from these things, well, what good are we going to be? We can't help parents navigate this crazy culture for their kiddos. And the girls really, really want to have parameters in their backyard to understand right from wrong. You know, the, the lack of biblical worldview in today's kids is really, really serious. I think it's the pandemic, honestly. We talk about a health pandemic. I'm talking about a moral pandemic. And even our parents don't know a biblical worldview. This program helps you to understand it through a fun, relevant way that not only can you earn some badges and maybe earn some achievements, but you can get closer to your daughter and your families can be strengthened too. Mm, Amen. Hey, Patty, uh, tell our audience how they can uh, download or check out this ebook on your website. Go to AmericanHeritageGirls.org and backslash blog. And right there on our blog, you'll be able to download this book or our previous one, which is a Raising Godly Girls Guide to Fear and Anxiety. Walker, 31% of all adolescent girls have a diagnosed anxiety disorder, and that's just a diagnosed one. So we know that it's a really, really big topic that needs to be discussed. And so how do we find, how do we diminish fear? How do we diminish anxiety? Well, we know what that is. It's a relationship with God. It's an understanding of our identity through Him and the fact that we can be at peace with our relationship. And so those that's another free ebook if you go to that site, AmericanHeritageGirls.org backslash blog. All right, Patty, keep up the good work. I love you love you folks over at American Heritage Girls and uh, keep up the good work and we'll talk to you again. And you as well. God bless. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. That's Patty Garibay. She's founder and executive director of American American Heritage Girls, AHG, uh, otherwise known as you know, I love it when people are doing good things around the country. I love it when Christians are doing uh, God-honoring things and programs and ministries all around the country. Uh, you know, you look around and you think, man, things sure do look bleak. 
I look around and think, man, things sure do look hopeful. Not to not to be a denier of a, our current moral status, Patty said, our current moral uh, bankruptcy that we have going on in the country. I talked about my grandfather's quote back um, in 2006, I believe it was, at the National Day of Prayer, where my grandfather said, in essence, in summary, America needs spiritual renewal. We need spiritual revival. And uh, I'm not blind to that that need, that uh, reality. But at the same time, the body of Christ, the remnant, uh, they are doing God's work all around this country. And American Heritage Girls is a prime example of that. So there are some good things going on in the body of Christ. And don't let anybody else, uh, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. There are good things going on in the body of Christ. There are reasons to be hopeful, reasons to be optimistic. We just have to keep laboring. We just have to keep laboring in God's vineyard and leave the results and the harvest up to him. To Patty's point to wrap up this discussion, came across this uh, Christian Post article talking about data that's been released recently out of the CDC. 44% of kids were, quote, sad or hopeless, end quote, during the COVID-19 lockdowns. think that's astonishing. Listen to this. 19% contemplated suicide. 44% were sad or hopeless. Of those are of the group polled, 19% or one in five contemplated taking their own life during the COVID-19 lockdowns. And that is, folks, this is, these numbers are not shocking to me. And they're probably not shocking to you either. If we look at the moral state of America's youth, the moral state of America's families. And I'm not going to place this solely on the shoulders of COVID-19 and the horrific policies related to it. Because that would be touching the tip of the iceberg. These type statistics were around before COVID. Maybe not at this level. But the state of America's families is, is, is dire. And this is not a new topic. This is not a new problem. The divorce rates in this country have been terrible for decades. And so we got to rebuild families. How do you rebuild? How do you transform a culture? You rebuild families. How do you rebuild families? Well, we stop getting divorced. And I could talk about out of wedlock and people need to get married, and that's true. But how about we start with the marriages we have, and let's stop getting divorced. Let's stop, let's stop having divorces. And I'm talking amongst Christians here. I'm talking about people who profess to believe in God's word. Primary audience here. Target audience here. Marriage is a sacred union that God created, and it is not to be treated as some kind of closing agreement on a house, some kind of loan you take out at the bank. It's not to be treated as some willy-nilly, low-key union that can be disposed of if someone's not having a good day. Marriage is sacred 
And it is the most important agreement you make in your life. You know, people will will stress and pray more about whether they should leave their job than they will about whether they should get a divorce or not. And so we have to rebuild America's families. How do we do that? We restore our marriages. We be faithful. We be loyal to our spouse. We teach our children what's right and wrong. We display for them what it means to have a godly marriage. And then we set them off on a path, a trajectory of success. Not success in the world's eyes, a trajectory of success in God's eyes. That's what you do. That's how we restore America's families. Back to some of the other topics for today. I wanted to play this clip before we go to the next break. This is a CBS clip. Back to the Joe Biden story. No, not the Hunter Biden story, the Joe Biden story. Uh, Let's play clip five. This is CBS confirming and admitting and reporting that 150-plus transactions out of the Biden family were flagged by U.S. banks. Clip five. Let's listen. We want to turn now to a CBS News investigation by Katherine Herridge, who spoke with a top Republican senator who for years has been investigating the business dealings of the president's brother and son. CBS News has learned that more than 150 transactions involving either Hunter or James Biden's global business affairs were flagged as concerning by U.S. banks for further review. Some of those concerns included large wire transfers. This is the way it is. After a nearly three-year investigation, Republican Senator Chuck Grassley told CBS News he believes the president's younger brother James was instrumental in Hunter Biden's Chinese business ventures. I think James Biden was very much a part of this. James Biden has worked as an entrepreneur and recently in the healthcare industry. We will focus on James Biden, the president's brother. This week, Grassley released bank records indicating James Biden's company, the Lion Hall Group, was paid directly by a Chinese financed consulting firm. These records come directly from the banks, no third party. You're absolutely right. In our interview, Grassley did not allege the Bidens broke the law, but he said it's concerning that both Hunter and James Biden were promised retainers for their China work totaling $165,000 a month in 2017 after Joe Biden left the vice presidency. We have people with the Biden name dealing with Chinese business people that have a relationship to the Communist Party. I think it's very concerning. This 2019 subpoena, verified by CBS News, shows federal investigators also sought Hunter and James Biden's business records from a major U.S. bank dating back to 2014 as part of a separate probe by the U.S. attorney in Delaware into possible violations of tax and foreign lobbying laws. I think Hunter and James Biden should not have entered into those relationships. In the best case, those things look really bad. In the worst case, the conflicts can be quite serious. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't know who the last person was, the the gentleman commenting there on the Catherine Herridge report from CBS News. But yeah, this st- stuff looks pretty bad, <laughs> pretty conflicting. Getting wire transfers from the Chinese Communist Party while your dad's vice president. Welcome to Washington, D.C., though. Boy, is this not rare. And if I act shocked, I'd be misleading you. This is this is business as usual in Washington, D.C. Kickbacks, pay-to-play, 
so on and so forth. If you don't operate like the Bidens in Washington, you're actually an unusual, you'll be an outcast. You will not fit in in Washington, D.C., and I've heard the stories of a rare few congressmen who've gone to Washington and they don't hire a representative to run all the kickbacks for them. That That's like one of the first things, according to someone I talked to, one of the first things that you do as an elected official when you arrive in Washington to be sworn in is you hire basically a broker that connects you and your campaign with all of the lobbyists in Washington, D.C. and around the country so that you can funnel all the money into your campaign, do all the kickbacks, do all the deals so that you can stay in Washington forever. But it's not just about staying in Washington forever. The only way you stay in Washington forever, according to the rules set forth near the Potomac, is you do whatever the big business and the lobbyists say. All the folks that are donating to the campaigns, you do whatever they say, you pass whatever bills you they want you to pass, you do whatever uh, pork they want you to pass, and then they'll fund your campaign. And if you don't play by their rules, you will be an outcast. You will not get the campaign funds. And there are some in Washington who haven't played by those rules, and good for them, and uh, they're the ones that are fighting for the good of our country. Um, let's see. I've got uh, speaking of speaking of donations, campaign donations. Got this story out of Breitbart. If you had doubts about Mitch McConnell, well, this will seal the deal for you. Mitch McConnell donated to Liz Cheney's campaign. Cheney, who is no longer recognized as a Republican by the Wyoming GOP, has received a campaign contribution from the Senate GOP leader. McConnell told Axios, when asked if he will hold a fundraiser or other campaign event with Cheney, McConnell redirected the conversation back to his lane of Senate business. (laughs) Well, Liz Cheney's known as the one who just can't let January 6th go. You know, they all talk, all the Republicans in D.C., they all talk about how Donald Trump should let the 2020 election go and all the fraud. He needs to just let it go. Uh, it's bad for the Republicans if we keep talking about election fraud from 2020. Well, how about we get Liz Cheney to stop investigating and talking about January 6th for a change? Then if she does that, we may can stop talking about the fraud in 2020. But we'll let her go first. Liz Cheney go first. Let's drop the January 6th hoax. We'll see you in back in a few minutes. I'm a homeschooling mom of four, and all of us listen regularly to American Family because we are an American family. Twice a year for three days at a time, we pause to celebrate how God is using American Family Radio to impact lives. We call it share and it's an opportunity for you to help us continue to make a difference. I just wanted to say thanks for all you do every day. Join us April 19th through the 21st here on listener-supported American Family Radio. What does the American Family Association stand for? AFA believes that all men and women, whether in private or public, should be free to exercise their faith without hindrance from the government. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. 
We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us. You know, when Matthew 19, the the scripture records a Pharisee trying to test Jesus concerning marriage, and Jesus responded, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? And for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. In the beginning, the first institution God created was the family. Marriage is the centerpiece of family. As a husband and father myself, let me tell you, marriage is absolutely wonderful. And we want to encourage and educate people to embrace God's design as the fundamental building block for all of human civilization and to celebrate the lifelong union of one man and one woman as the objective institution that produces human flourishing. Tune in to By Design as we explore God's true purpose and design for marriage. Just visit the podcast page at AFR.net. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. Since Texas passed the Heartbeat Act ending abortion once the unborn baby's heartbeat can be detected in a doctor's office, many abortions have been stopped. But it's not keeping big corporations from funding illegal abortions. Texas State Representative Briscoe Kane sent a pointed letter to Jane Frazier, CEO of Citigroup. The company stated they would fund travel expenses for any employee who needed to travel out of the state for an abortion. Mr. Kane wrote that Citicorp's officers and employees will face criminal prosecution if Citigroup doesn't immediately stop this unlawful activity. Existing Texas law imposes felony criminal liability that may include two to five years in prison for those who facilitate an illegal abortion. Thank you, Mr. Kane, for your boldness. Like us on Facebook at Life Issues and stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the Core. Last segment here. I told you the show and the content. I show you, I told you it was going to be jam-packed, and it is. It usually is here on the show, thanks to my producer, Bobby Rosa, lining up guests for me, getting the content ready for the show. On the line with us now, we have Jamison Taylor, Director of Policy and Legislative Affairs at American Family Association. Jamison, welcome to the Corps. Thanks for having me on today, Walker. Jamison, I uh, talked about this bill over in Alabama to uh, protect our our youth and our daughters in Alabama. Uh, tell our audience a little bit about the bill, HB 322 in Alabama. Uh, tell our audience what it does, what the purpose of it is. Well, this is very exciting news for AFA listeners. This bill in Alabama is very important, and it's a bill that AFA activists in Alabama have been pushing for and praying for. Uh, This bill would protect the privacy rights of all students when they go to the bathroom at school. This is a bill that is especially aimed at protecting young girls, young female students, when they go to the restroom, protecting them from sexual assault. What it does is it requires students to use the bathroom that is uh, appropriate for their biological sex. In other words, girls use the girls' bathroom, boys use the boys' bathroom. But the amendment has just been amended, the uh, law rather, or the bill has just been amended in the Alabama Senate to add language 
similar to the language that we saw passed in Florida, that language requires age-appropriate instruction for kids ages 5 to 10, age-appropriate instruction regarding sexual orientation for kids. So in other words, the left right now in Alabama and California and New York and, and you know D.C., they are all losing their minds because red states like Alabama are pushing back against this nonsense. Jameson, um, how far how far are we from this bill becoming law, being signed by the governor? Today is the last day of the Alabama session. So if you are in Alabama, I just ask for you to, uh, to pray right now for the passage of this bill. Hmm. The House had passed the bill back in February, and it sat in the Senate for all of March. Now, because of hard work uh, by people at AFA Action, also Eagle Forum in Alabama has been doing a great job spearheading this bill. Because of all that hard work, we got the bill out of the Senate committee this week, and then it was passed on the Senate floor this morning and amended, added that important amendment. It now goes back to the Alabama House this afternoon, and they have to pass it this afternoon. So we need prayers this afternoon, but also if you live in Alabama, I encourage you to call the Alabama Speaker of the House, tell him you appreciate his hard work and leadership on this bill, and ask them to move this bill, to pass this bill today, Mm. send it on to the governor. As you mentioned, the bill number is HB322. Jameson, let's go ahead and pray right now. I'll lead us in prayer uh, to pray for the House bill there in the state of Alabama. Heavenly Father, uh, Lord, we enter your throne room through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. The veil was torn, Lord, between God and man, and we can access you, the Father, now through the Son, Jesus Christ. And so we petition you, Lord, to give leaders, political leaders, business leaders, leaders of all kind in the state of Alabama. We pray that you give them boldness, that you give them courage, that uh, the House Speaker, the Senate leader, Lord, the governor, that the governor, Kay Ivey, would sign this bill in very short order, Lord, as soon as it passes both chambers, and that it would become law there, God, because we know uh, that protecting the most vulnerable among us is a righteous cause. It is a biblical cause. And that's why we promote this legislation, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, Jameson, uh, thank Amen. you for coming on. We'll have you on in uh, hopefully a couple days or a couple weeks to tell us how we have a new Alabama law on the books. Yeah, I look forward to giving you an update then. And by the way, for your folks in Alabama, I'll give you the, 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 the speaker's number. It's 334-261-0505. Give the speaker a call. Tell him you appreciate his support, but tell him you'd like to see this bill pass today. That's uh, 334-261-0505. All right, uh, 334, give me give me that number one more time. 334-261-0505, and I encourage your listeners to you know, look up your Alabama House member. You can find it easily online. Go to the legislative website. And shoot them an email or, or give them a call as well and ask them to support this bill. Uh, the left is going to descend on Alabama. Yes. They need our prayers. They need our support. And lawmakers there need to know that the people of Alabama want this because they're going to have people from California and everywhere else calling them, saying, you know, saying no to this stuff. Yes. Uh, we need to let the, the lawmakers in Alabama know that hardworking families and church members in Alabama want this bill.
Absolutely. Hey, appreciate it, Jameson. Keep up the good work, brother. Thank you, Walker. All right. Thank you. Jameson Taylor, Director of Policy and Legislative Affairs at American Family Association, so a colleague of mine here at AFA. Let me just uh, encourage the people of Alabama. This bill is most likely going to become law, but we, uh, the people of Alabama, need to stand firm. As Christians all around the country, we need to stand firm. As Jameson predicted, and I believe he's correct, the pressure is going to descend. The secular pagan pressure is going to descend upon Alabama, and Christians must stand firm. And the governor needs a backbone of steel. And you wouldn't think, you would not think, in a moral and just society, that legislation that protects girls from being sexually assaulted in public restrooms would be a controversial bill. But in Sodom and Gomorrah, I'm sorry, in, 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 the, in the United States of America 2022, this is somehow controversial. It's somehow controversial. We are living in a Romans 1 society. If you don't know Romans 1, go read it for yourself. But there are good people doing good things, and that's the case in Alabama. So we need this bill to become law in short order, and we need the political leaders in Alabama to tell the God-haters and the pagans and the ones who don't care about our kids to take a hike. They need to take a hike. If you don't care about protecting young girls in restrooms that are meant to be private and safe, then you don't, then, then you're, we're not, there, there's no talking. There's no negotiating. There's no talking. We're going to do what's right. I'm talking about the people of Alabama. They're going to do what's right. We're going to stand behind them. We're going to support them. And if you don't like it, that's fine. It's America. You have a First Amendment. You have the right to your bad opinion. <laughs> and your immoral opinion, but it's not going to change the outcome. We're going to protect Alabama's daughters no matter what the pagans say, no matter what the left says. That's what's going to happen in the state of Alabama. And the courage, folks, the courage is spreading across the country. So we got to keep reaffirming. we got to keep shoring up the troops to fight for what's right, and that's what's happening in the state of Alabama. Well, somebody else who's stiffened their spine in recent months is Governor Greg Abbott. Governor Greg Abbott announced yesterday, this is this is just a good news day. Governor Greg Abbott announced yesterday he's going to start busing illegal immigrants to Washington, D.C. I think it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. You talk about having a big heart. You talk about having a big heart, being generous, helping those in need. Remember, this is what all the open borders... Illegal immigration Christians say, got to have a big heart. We got to serve the needy. They throw out all the Bible verses at us. Well, let's do it here. The state of Texas is going to supplement, is going to pay 100% of the cost to bus illegal immigrants and, 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 and kids and families to Washington, D.C., so that Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy can care for these poor illegal immigrants. 
you talk about having a big heart. This is this is great. This is astonishing. This is fabulous. Governor Greg Abbott, let's listen. Clip three. And at this time, I'm going to sign my directive to Colonel McCraw, the director of the Texas Department of Public Safety, to get that project underway immediately for the zero tolerance and the inspections that will be taking place. Second, to help local officials whose communities are being overwhelmed by hordes of illegal immigrants who are being dropped off by the Biden administration, Texas is providing charter buses to send these illegal immigrants who have been dropped off by the Biden administration to Washington, D.C. We are sending them to the United States Capitol where the Biden administration will be able to more immediately address the needs of the people that they are allowing to come across our border. To get that going, I'm going to send a letter to Chief Nim Kidd with the Texas Division of Emergency Management who will be in charge of this operation. Well, all of the... Christians, the people who percept, uh, who proclaim the name of Christ, who have been bashing myself and others for promoting strong borders, a fair and legal immigration system, all the people out there who have been calling us heartless, bigots, uh, heartless, bigots, mean-spirited, narrow-minded, I think they need to fund, need to write a check to, this te- to the, the state of Texas. You can CC it to Governor Abbott or the bus fund, the D.C. bus fund. And they need to pay for that. Your Russell Moores of the world, the former leader of the ERLC over at the Southern Baptist Convention that promoted open borders for years at the SBC, I think Russell Moore needs to reimburse and help offset the cost for the state of Texas to have a big heart and send these illegal immigrants straight into the heart of Washington, D.C., because that's where they're going to get cared for the best. The federal government has unlimited unlimited printing. They can print as much money as they need. They've got National Guard troops. They've got thousands of Capitol Police officers. I mean, the, the, the largest, one of the largest pockets of wealth in the country is right there in Northern Virginia. This could not work out any better. This could not work out any better. So this is what the, uh, the governor of Texas is going to do. I, I encourage other governors to do the same thing. If, if Joe Biden wants the borders open, if Russell Moore wants the borders open, then they can take care of it. They can handle it. They can foster it. They can pay for it. And then we'll see how quick uh, the borders get closed after that. Uh, moving on to a few other topics. Uh, we'll play this clip. <clears throat> well, no, we won't play that clip. It's too long. Um, let's see. By the way, the um, President Joe Biden, he is using, he is still using coronavirus emergency power to extend student loan repayment to Paul's repayment. He, he's using coronavirus emergency powers to extend the student loan repayment pause to help, quote, progressive elites. So this pause on student loan repayment. Folks, we're going on over two years now of this pause. This pause will be extended through August 31, lengthening the original May 1 date to start repayment, according to the Associated Press. More than 43 million Americans who owe more than $1.6 trillion in loans will receive yet another extension, despite the fact that most holders of student loan debt 
come from wealthy families. So let me get this right. Title 42 on the southern border that's been used to deport illegal immigrants in an expedited fashion. Title 42 is being ended by the Biden administration because they claim that the pandemic is over. That's the talking point. The pandemic is over. No need for expedited deportations for health reasons. The pandemic is over. No more masks, so on and so forth. So we're dropping Title 42, allowing a surge of hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants to come into this border unchecked, come into this country unchecked, not be deported, let go into the mainland. So the pandemic's over on that front. But on the student loan front, the pandemic's still going mighty strong. And the mask on airplanes, oh, that's still going. We got to keep that thing going. All the testing mumbo-jumbo when you travel overseas, oh, we got to keep that going. Citizens who test, American citizens, I know them, test positive overseas. Well, they can't come back into the U.S. for 10 days. 10 days. Can't, Can't come back into their own country for 10 days. But if you're a Ukrainian refugee, COVID or not, come on over. We'll charter a plane for you. If you're fleeing Afghanistan, we'll fly you right in to America. No questions asked. No COVID testing, no vaccine. It doesn't matter. You want to cross the southern border? You can do so. Don't even need a vaccine. Don't even need a mask. If you're an American citizen and you want back in our country, well, if you've got COVID, you'll have to wait 10 days. Folks, this is what happens when you don't put America first. This is what happens when you put globalists first and other countries' interests first before the American homeland. AFA at the core. We'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.